Welcome to Jesus for Real Life. This is your host, Cindy Daves, and I want to thank you for spending some time with me today. Whether you are listening um, live as the show airs, or you're listening to a replay on Facebook or on our podcast, I just want to say thank you very much, and I am honored that you have chosen to spend some time with me. And so I'd like to um, open our um, show today by going to the Lord in prayer and um so just, just if you're not driving, close your eyes if, or keep your eyes open, whatever works for you. But um, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessings that you have bestowed on us. Thank you again for the weather, the um, sunshine. Thank you for the flowers. Thank you for the birds, for our families, for people who love us. Thank you for the opportunity that you've given me to be able to share in this format and um, to hopefully impart some wisdom, some grace, some mercy that that these ladies will maybe pick something up and learn something. And Father, I ask that you put the words in my mouth that they need to hear and um, open their hearts and their minds to receive exactly what it is that you're putting down um, and touching them with. And we ask all these things in Jesus name. Amen. So I want to share this is funny. Um, you know, we talked about the Holy Week last week and, and everything that was going on. And I felt like, you know, as we kind of got toward the end, I was running out of time and um, didn't, you know, didn't spend as much time on the crucifixion as I wanted to. But um, I think we all, you know, that's one of the stories I think that we've heard a lot about. But um, I want to share something interesting that happened this week. And it's, it's just absolutely amazing to me, um, you know, the things that, that you see on social media. So we're going to talk a little bit about social media. So I was scrolling through Facebook. And I saw that one of my friends had asked if there was a local church in our area that was not going to have an Easter egg hunt on Sunday morning, that Sunday morning was going to be about Jesus, and it was not going to be about bunnies and eggs. And so I made the comment that um, our church and, and Bill and I, uh, you know, attend Harvest Fellowship Church in Young Harris. And, um, you know, I, and I said to her, I said, made the comment that our church Harvest Fellowship was not going to be celebrating, you know, bunnies and Easter eggs. We were not doing an egg hunt on the, you know, church property or anything um, on Sunday morning. And um, literally in less than a minute, my telephone rang and caller ID showed that it was my friend who had posted the question on Facebook. Okay. So <laughs> over the next 35 minutes, I mean, it was just really kind of comical, you know, the conversation that I had with her. Um, or, but you know, parts of it were comical, let's put it that way. But um, we discussed why it was that she wanted to take her young children, now her kid, you know, her kids are young, and why she wanted to take them to a church where Jesus was going to be the focus of Resurrection Sunday, um, which, you know, is, is a much more preferred term, actually, I think, than Easter, because Easter conjures up, you know, visions of Easter baskets and eggs and bunnies. But, you know, you know, we talked about why she wanted the focus to be on Jesus and not on eggs and bunnies. And, you know, I have to tell you, I agreed 100% with her reasoning, you know, she and her husband are, um, they want to bring their children up in an environment where they learn to love the Lord, which is something that is, you know, I personally feel is so important these days. And, um, and they didn't want to, you know, just rely on the commercialism that surrounds what are, what traditionally were Christian holidays. I mean, if you look at Christmas, you know, what is Christmas all about these days? It's all about Santa Claus. There's more. I mean, you, you know, you go into the stores now and it used to be that, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, I know when I worked in retail, 
100 years ago, the day after Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving, you know, when the store was ready to close on Thanksgiving, um, we couldn't go home for a couple of hours after the store closed because we were setting the store for the next day, which of course would be, you know, your Black Friday. And that's when all the Christmas sales started. And so the store would close. I worked for a small drug store in Tampa, um, Eckerd Drug. And when the, you know, we would close the store on Thanksgiving about five or six o'clock and then about seven thirty or eight o'clock, we would get to go home, but we reset the whole store to have Christmas trees, Christmas decorations, Christmas wrapping paper. That was the day after Thanksgiving that people were going to see that. Now you go into a store. I'm sorry, I've changed this from Easter to uh, Christmas, but it's frustrating because you go into a store and the Christmas decorations are out before Halloween. And that's just, it's too, you know, it's just everything has gotten commercialized. And so children are not learning. And even adults, you know, adults are not learning. They're not realizing the actual, you know, meaning behind specific holidays that, you know, that, that they need to, that, you know, that Resurrection Sunday or Easter, if you want to call it that, is about Jesus and not eggs and bunnies and baskets and chocolate. Okay. But and look at Christmas again, we'll go back to Christmas. How many of us go into debt buying Christmas presents for for people that you know, for everybody in your family, people you may not even like them, but I've got I got to buy Susie a Christmas present. And so you know, you go to the mall and you walk around you go, Oh, there's a shirt, you know, that that Susie would like that Well, you haven't seen Susie in two years, or maybe since last Christmas, and you don't know what she would like. And so but people, you know, they go into debt buying for people instead of folks, focusing on the true gift that was the Christ child. And, you know, it's funny, the song, you know, the little drummer boy, um, you know, as the song says, David didn't have any money. You know, the little drummer boy did not have any money. So rather than going and maxing out his Visa card, and I am taking the slightest little liberty here with the biblical um, story, but he didn't max out his Visa card to buy gifts for the baby. He used his talent and he played his drum. Okay, so let's go back to the story of, of the whole thing with the you know with the Facebook and all and so she and I had like I said we had a 35 or 40 minute conversation I thoroughly understood everything she was talking about and I agreed with her 100% on wanting to raise our children to know what these you know what the traditions are about and not to, to be not to you know say that secular things are wrong but to not have that be the focus of what this holiday is about so over the next few hours, the comical part were the comments on her Facebook posts from people. Um, you know, one of the first comments was like, well, you know, do you have a problem with Easter? Um, or do you have a problem with eggs and bunnies? And, you know, um, one, one that I found that was especially amusing was people chastising her for not letting her let her children have fun. Okay. And I can only you know, surmise from that, that it is the view of non-religious people, you know, more secular people that when we become Christians, we don't have any fun. Now, I don't know about you or where that comes from, but the Christians I know and the Christians that I hang out with, we have a lot of fun. We are, you know, it's, we're, you know, there's a lot of laughter. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of eating. Um, I can tell you that. Um, but I don't know where that comes from. I mean, is it different because, our um, our fun is different than non-believers. Sure, you know, to some degree, yes and no. There are similarities, and I'm sure that there are differences as well. But we're still having fun. It may look different to you, and therefore you may find it unattractive. Okay, but that's no different than you know. Let's say that you like guys that are tall, and this guy over here is short. So there's something wrong with him, or you you know you like you know blonde girls, and because you know this other girl's hair is 
spread that there's something wrong with her. Just because it looks different doesn't mean that it's unattractive or that it's wrong. Okay. And as a Christian, you know, I can tell you that when, you know, when I became a Christian, um, and when I, when I surrendered, not only becoming a Christian, but when I actually surrendered my life, um, and there's a difference there. I mean, you can become a Christian and you can have salvation and you can get saved and you can get baptized or sprinkled or dunked or whatever you want to do. Um, but until you're ready to surrender your life to leading a more Christian lifestyle, there there is a difference there. Okay. But 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us that therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So whenever you become a Christian, things do look different. Okay. And if they don't, then you need to step back and analyze, you know, am I really, you know, am I really you know, am I really, you know, walking the walk that God would want me to walk? So yes, as Christians, we should look different than those who are not, but it doesn't mean we aren't enjoying life. Okay. You know, maybe part of your fun is going out on Friday night to a bar and having too many drinks. You know, personally, I don't, consider getting drunk fun. Okay, it, it, you know, and I will admit I've, you know, at least once in my life, I know that I've had too many drinks. And um, it was not fun. You know, the next morning was a, you know, a really bad hangover. And I, you know, decided I'm not going to do that again. Okay. And so, you know, again, it looks different. You know, the fun that we're having is going to look different than the fun that you're having. So back to the post. So, you know, I read comments from everyday pe- people talking about the history of eggs. That was the most comical part too. Um, the history of bunnies and what they mean and why it's okay to use these things to celebrate Easter. Um, and I will tell you that I am personally not a historian, um, nor am I a Bible scholar, but I can tell you that nowhere, 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 nowhere in the Bible does it ever mention coloring Easter eggs, okay, or bunnies, or bunnies hiding eggs. Okay, did you realize that the word Easter is not even in the Bible? Okay, all of those things were part of old world celebrations. And there was a, um, I think a goddess or something of, uh, I mean, bunnies had to do with fertility that much I do know. So and, and we all know that, you know, we've all always associated bunnies with fertility, because we talk about things multiplying like rabbits, they I mean, they, you know, they they have lots of babies, they have lots of um, cycles where they, you know, where a, a, a mommy bunny can get, you know, or a female bunny can, you know, get pregnant and have babies. But um, that has nothing to do with, you know, with the Bible. But there was a, um, I want to say a goddess. And, and again, I'm not a scholar but it was the name was spelled differently, but was more than likely pronounced Easter. And I think it was spelled E-O-S-T-E-R. And um, so that may very well where we kind of came from, you know, taking it to the changing the spelling to E-A-S-T-E-R. But nowhere in the Bible does it mention coloring eggs. You know, there are some that say that, um, you know, it had to do with spring and fertility, um, nothing to do with the resurrection. um, But again, you know, commercialism steps into play. You know, you can read where... um, Eggs were in some countries, um, whether it was Germany or Poland, somewhere like that, eggs were dyed red to symbolize the blood of Christ. Okay. But again, this was that had nothing, you know, nothing to do with something that was biblical. Okay. Again, the commercialism comes in and they decided, you know, in the early part of the 19th century, when um, mail service started, you know, if you read some on the history of this, when the mail service started, people wanted to send cards. Easter cards came out. God bless you, Hallmark. Okay. Um, because, you know, I mean, Hallmark comes out with some really, really good cards, and we love them. And um, so that's, you know, 
again, this is just one of those things. And so now we have, um, you know, we've got spring tied together with the resurrection. And, you know, people are spending money on fancy dresses for, you know, their Easter Sunday dress to wear to church. They're spending money on chocolate bunnies. They're spending, you know, plastic eggs and all of the hoopla that goes along with that. And keep in mind, that, you know, everyone and every one of you, me and you and every one of us and every church is entitled to their way of doing things. Okay. And there are a lot of churches and, and I think, you know, this is very true and I don't disagree with it. Okay. But there are a lot of churches that do outreach into the community and they do that by having these Easter egg hunts and they get the parents to bring their children to the church. And then hopefully they will make a decision that says, Hey, that was really kind of cool. That was a fun church. We met some people there. We met some nice people there. They seem to be pretty normal, even though we think Christians are weird. They seem to be pretty normal. Maybe we'll come back there again. Okay. And you know, I, I get that. Okay. And if get, if having an Easter egg hunt gets you to bring your kids to church where they will hear a little bit about Jesus, that's great. And it's, un, you know, it's normal for churches to have different programs for different age groups throughout the year. You know, they do youth nights, they do pizza nights, you know, you got to get them where they are. Okay, and if bringing kids into church to celebrate, you know, um, Easter and have an egg hunt is is what you want to do, that is that's wonderful. My personal preference is I feel that it should be done on that Sunday morning. Okay, because that time should be reserved for having it being focused on the true meaning of of the day of Resurrection Sunday and not having it focusing on bunnies and eggs. So, you know, you want to have an Easter egg hunt, have it on Saturday. Okay, or have it a different day during the week or something. But on Easter Sunday morning, the focus should be on the fact that Jesus is risen. And, um, you know, and this is, you know, this is a good thing. So, you know, going back to talking about our children needing to learn about God. I mean, this is so important. I don't know if you realize it, but um, there are a little over 332 million people, million, million with an M. 332 million people in the United States as of 2022. 63% of them identify as being Christian. Okay. Um, in, you know, whatever survey was taken, 63% of them said, yes, we are Christian. Now keep in mind that that 63%, um, they're going to have varying degrees of, of um, their activity. Okay, there, you know, some of those are going to be um, in church every time the doors are open. And some of those are going to be, you know, those that go to church on Christmas and Easter, okay, the ones we call Christers. But, you know, so there's, there's different, you know, levels of their commitment in that 63%. The, the funny thing is that that was down, um, that 63% is down from 75% just a decade ago. And that is, that decline is pretty scary. Okay, because as we go a decade ago, as we go from one generation to the next, you know, what's it going to look like in 2032? If we were down, you know, 12% from from the last decade to this one, what's it going to be like in the next, you know, 10, 20 years, where are we going to go if it drops another 12%? Are we going to be at 50% of the population of the United States claiming to be Christian? And oddly enough, you know, our next generation that's coming up, the Gen Z generation, is the least religious generation. So, you know, we've got, you know, thinking back into the, you know, the early 1900s when, you know, every, I mean, 
little house on the prairie. Everybody went to church on Sunday morning. Okay, it was not, you know, even I think even the town drunk went to church on Sunday morning. And so everybody was there. And so as you progress through, you know, 1930, 1940, 1950, 1975, 1990, you know, the, um, you know, 2000, you know, and Y2K, you know, now all, all the way up to 2022. Every year or every few years, every decade, it seems that less and less people are claiming to be Christian, okay? And that, again, that is a very, very scary thing. So what we got to do is, you know, we're looking at, you know, we've talked about in past shows, and I've had a couple of guests on that talked about the revivals that are going on. And that's where it's at right now. I mean, we've got to have a movement in this country that gets us back on track to where we get back to that 75% or more, so that we don't lose so that we don't lose more people. So, you know, let me speak to the mamas out there right now. You're raising up the next generation, okay? And whether you're a Christian or not, you know, you got to, you know, you can hide Easter eggs, you know, or get presents at Christmas all you want to. That's all good. I don't care about that. What I do care about is that you get those kids in some kind of religious teaching, okay? Please take the time to teach your kids the real reason for these holidays, not just the commercialized reasons. That's what's important because unless you mamas that are out there right now with littles, unless you guys do that, we're going to get to a generation that at some point we have no religious, you know, no religious affiliation, no religious background, no nothing. And that's going to be, that's going to be even more scared. Okay. And you know what? It's okay. If you have a friend who doesn't hide Easter eggs or put up a Christmas tree and takes her and she doesn't take her kids to see Santa, that's okay. She's doing what she feels like is right for her family. But what's important is, you know, I always say you do you. Okay. If you want to take your kids and, you know, take them to see Santa, that's fine. Okay. But just make sure you explain to them what Christmas is really about, that it's not about Santa and it's not about, you know, it's not about the presents. Um, it's really funny that um, our, our oldest daughter that's in Alaska in the Navy, um, she has taught her daughter that Santa Claus doesn't take presents. Um, you know, Santa Claus or Santa Claus doesn't bring presents. Santa Claus takes presents. And what she has her daughter do at Christmas is, um, and her little boy now is two, but um, Elena's five and, and Elena goes through her toys and she picks out some toys that she would like to um, give to Santa to give to children that, you know, to, that don't have anything. And so um, what she, and this is the really funny part, what she's taught her, t- her daughter is that Santa takes the presents, but um, Lala and Pop Pop are the ones that bring you new ones. So thanks a lot to our daughter for that one, you know. Um, but the next generation of the ones coming up, um, and the ones coming up after that are the ones that need to be taught Christian values. But not only do they need to be taught Christian values, they need to see us living them. Okay. So if you see me um, or one of your Christian friends acting, you know, what you think is not them having fun, they're going to church, they're not hanging out in the bars on Friday night, they're not doing these crazy things, or, you know, they're being, you know, they're living good, clean lives. That is, you know, that's something that kids need to see. Okay. Because Otherwise, Christianity is going to continue to decline decade after decade. Um, and even though you and I right now, the you know people that are listening, even though we may not be here to witness it, imagine how our great grannies would feel or our great great grannies would feel if they came back right now and spent a little bit of time with us and saw how far that we have drifted away from the church and from God and from religion. So imagine, you know, mamas, imagine that, you know, 50 years goes by and, you know, we're in heaven. 
okay? Um, or 100 years goes by, whatever it is, you know, but we're up in heaven, hopefully, okay, I know I'm going to be there. But hopefully you're up there with me. And imagine that you get to come back or you're looking down on your children and your grandchildren, your great grandchildren, your great, great grandchildren, how many ever generations there are in the next 100 years. And you're looking down and going, Oh, my goodness. You know, you know, am I going to take, you know, some of the blame because I didn't put my kids into a situation where they learned about God so that they could teach their kids so that they could teach their grandchildren. So it's going to it's going to fall on us. Okay, to make sure that, you know, that we, um, you know, that we get that out there, you know, that we we let them know what's going on. You know, and let me say this, so many times I hear people say today that they don't need to be in church, okay, that they went to this church, or they went to that church, they didn't get anything out of it, they didn't like the preacher, you know, um, they saw people in church on Sunday morning, being all holy, and then they saw them in a, you know, in a bar drunk on Monday night, okay, first of all, if you're going to church on Sunday morning, and you're not getting anything out of it, you need to find another church, okay, because not everybody's, it's just like anything. It's, you know, it's like a marriage. It's like a car, you know, you go in a car lot and you look around until you see the one you like, the one that you sit in and you know, this is the car for me. Okay. It's the same with church. Okay. If you're going to a church just because that's where your mama went, or that's where your husband wants to go or whatever. And I'm, you know, you got to listen to that husband. But if the two of you are sitting there um, and you're not getting fed, Okay, and you're not feeling anything from that, you guys need to sit down, you need to pray about it, you need to start church shopping. Okay, go visit different churches until you find the one that fits you. That's what Bill and I did. We fell in love with where we are at Harvest Fellowship now, but it's not for everybody. We've had people that we've invited that came there and they came a couple of Sundays and they said, you know what, this one just, this isn't it for me. I'm going to keep looking, you know, and it's not me. It's not your mom. It's not a coworker, but it's where you fit in. Okay. And you'll know when you found it. Okay. You will absolutely know when you found it, just like you knew when, you know, you found that car that you liked, you know, and stop worrying about those people who look different on Monday than they do on Sunday. Okay. A couple of things. First of all, you don't get to be their judge. Okay. Secondly, we're all imperfect and church is not just a, a, a building for where all the saints go to. Okay. Church should be like a hospital. Okay. And not everybody is perfect and we don't get to judge them, but there's going to be people in church that they, you know, they pray on Sunday morning and on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday through Saturday, sometime you might see them someplace that you wouldn't expect for um, a church goer to go. Um, You may hear some foul language or some words that aren't in the Bible um, come out of their mouths. But you know what? Again, we're not perfect. And there, you know, a church is like a hospital. That's where you go when you need. There are going to be some, some people in there that live right. They live clean. They go, you know, they do the right things. They're the same on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday that they are on Sunday. But you're also going to see ones that aren't. But again, it's not for you to judge. Okay. And at least they're in church. And hopefully one of these days, the true conviction of the Holy Spirit will hit them and they'll get their act together. Okay. But in the meantime, don't let that be a hindrance to your walk. Okay. You worry about you. Okay. And let God worry about the others. Okay. Because that's where it's at. No different than, you know, you don't want, um, you don't want to be a stumbling block for somebody, but you don't, you know, don't let what somebody else is doing, keep you from having a relationship with your heavenly father. 
And, you know, again, I'm going to say as, as we're wrapping up our time together, you guys have been great about sending me some prayer requests. Um, I want you to know that um, we take those prayer requests. I have them typed out. They go to um, our church on Tuesday morning. We pray with them. Um, part of mine um, and Bill's ministerial internship program is that we are in a prayer uh, meeting on Tuesday morning, and we pray over all of those requests for you. Okay. And so I want you to know if you have something, you can text it to me. My phone number is 828-361-9783. You can email me at jesusforreallife at gmail.com. I hope that you will hop over to our Facebook page, which is Jesus for Real Life. Um, I do post the replays of all of these um, radio shows on our Facebook page and on YouTube, which again is, is um, Jesus for Real Life on YouTube. Um, And I want to thank you for spending the time with me today. I hope I've said something that brings you a little closer in your walk with the Lord. Again, if you have a prayer request um, or need, please don't hesitate to send me a text or an email. And until we are together again, I wish you a very blessed week. And I hope that you will find yourself in church this Sunday. Have a great week.